1: Today's episode is brought to you by WorldwideGolfShops.com. Look, I don't know if you guys have heard, but 2020 has been one of the weirdest years ever, but also one of the best golf years ever for the industry. And WorldwideGolfShops.com has all of the great gear from all of the top brands, including training aids, apparel, and accessories, everything that you need to get you on the course and playing a little bit better. So go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com today you're listening to the golf unfiltered podcast your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names brands and personalities in golf our mission to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more and now the owner and host of the golf unfiltered podcast adam Fonseca. Right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I am your host as always, Adam from golfunfiltered.com. Follow me all over social media at golfunfiltered, and you can send me an email, Adam, at golfunfiltered.com. We are a part of the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, along with our friends over at Off Course, and of course you know that we love our friends over at Cleveland, Srixxon, and Zegzio. Folks, today we take a little bit of a step away from the equipment side of things, and I was just really, really excited to bring on a very good friend of mine, Mr. Chris McEwen. He has been on the show a couple times in the past, I believe now. Usually, uh, we we have him on as a pair with his friend and our mutual friend, Bill Bush. Uh, they do a great podcast together, or they did a great podcast together called the Lockdown Golf Podcast way back starting in March of 2020. And, you know, obviously, if you're listening to this in the future you know, that 2020 was a really weird year with COVID and everything else. And we just got to really know each other a lot better. Uh, and Chris and I have had the chance to play golf together. I've learned from him in regard to just golf course photography, because he is a professional golf photographer, or I should say he's a professional photographer. He just so happens to like to do it on the golf course. And so I guess that classifies as a golf uh, professional golf photographer. <laughs> but at any rate, um, you know, Chris is just a really great guy to talk to. He and I, uh, You know, we have a lot in common in regard to what we love about the game, as well as, you know, just the way that we think about the game, uh, how we prefer to enjoy the game. And he's just a really interesting guy to talk to. And he's also the host of an extremely good, almost like an indie podcast these days. It's the Golf Origin Stories podcast. If you've not listened to it yet, I really, really implore you to go out Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, everywhere you can find podcasts go listen to this. I've been on the show. He's had so many great people on this show. Uh, the, I, I'm not included in that, but uh, he was gracious enough to, to invite me on. He has had so many great people on that, on that podcast of his that, you know, he goes into a little bit about some of his guests. He's just so talented when it comes to asking the questions to get people to tell their story about how they fell in love with this game. So, Sit back and relax. I think you're really going to enjoy this more in-depth one-on-one conversation with my friend, Chris McEwen. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company. No big hype, no big price, but definitely a big deal. Take advantage of their factory direct model where you cut out the middleman and get the best products shipped to your door direct from the company. They've got a demo program to try out their products before you buy a trade-up program to get these clubs in your hands even quicker, and special financing where you can split your payment into four to make these clubs even more affordable. Go to BenHoganGolf.com to learn more. That's right, folks. Welcome back to the show. Very excited to welcome on a good friend of mine, Mr. Chris McEwen. You know him uh, as the host of many things, most notably the Golf Origins podcast podcast. And we're going to talk about many other things and many other projects that he gets involved in. Chris, thanks so much for coming on.
0: Yeah, man. Always fun to come on. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. You've been on the show a few times normally with, uh, can I call him your sidekick, Bill? <laughs> Would he appreciate that?
0: <laughs> you know that he's sensitive, I Adam. Do. But, uh, but yeah, usually, yeah. Um, and when he's on with me, it's kind of nice because I don't have to do as much talking.
1: He does a lot of it, doesn't he? <laughs> Billy Bush. I'm just going to call him Bill Billy for now on. I know you're going to love that, too. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you and uh, our mutual friend, Bill, um, you know, y- you've come on before to talk about another podcast that the two of you did at the beginning of this whole quarantine thing called yeah. Lockdown Golf Podcast, which I always love that because, you know, you, when you and I play golf together, we usually joke about it a little bit and how that turned into something much bigger than you originally thought. <laughs> God, yeah, it did.
0: It really did. I think after like, so we did a show every day from like March, gosh, until until after lockdown was over. It was Mm -hmm. 75 episodes, so 75 weekdays in a row. We did a show and in like at day 10, I think we were like, we've made a huge mistake to (laughs) to commit to this. But then we ended up going another 65 shows or whatever. So, but, uh, but yeah, that was, that was the idea behind it was we were just going to, you know, record our descent into madness yeah. uh, during lockdown. And, um, and from there uh, another YouTube show was born. Maybe someday it'll be a podcast too, but, uh, and then we, that's when we started that range of life.
1: Yeah. And that range life, you know, I've seen just a couple episodes. I'll be honest with you, my friend, I haven't watched every one of them. You don't but have, I've
0: God, I've watched all of them and I, I, I produce them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and that show is a little bit of the same feel but you talk about just all sorts of things. It's not always about golf.
0: Yeah, lately it's been very golf heavy because so we've we started to like really try. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so we do like every week, we usually have some sort of what we call gear talk. So we highlight, um, you know, Bill is a real, he loves his gear equipment, like mm-hmm. loves it, you know, his, historically and, and today's stuff. And so we'll do, usually every week we have one sort of, we highlight one piece of equipment that either he or uh, or I've gotten our hands on, um, and give our opinion of it, and then uh, yeah, from there it, it'll it'll goes it goes downhill usually pretty quickly. So we try yeah. to get that off first because that's like the professional part of the show, and then we just talk about golf or whatever is going on.
1: Yeah, it, the equipment side of things obviously is something that we talk a lot about here too on this show, and you know, it's an interesting world, man. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've dabbled in it for a little while now. I still am learning so many things, but you know, what's your take on kind of going down that path of talking about equipment and, and meeting some, some cool folks.
0: Yeah. That's a, that's been the best part of it to me anyways, is, um, is the connections through golf, uh, over the past. I don't know. I've been doing this, uh, for like 10 years or so writing about it and now doing some, you know, audio video stuff on it. And, um, that's the best part to me is that the people of golf are just uh you know and for you know we have that commonality and n- nothing else really matters we can talk about golf and and uh everyone appreciates it, appreciates it and they appreciate mm-hmm. what we do and we appreciate what they do and it's just kind of uh it's been fun it's been really cool to come across you know and and the, my other podcast you mentioned the golf origin stories podcast has been great with that like just yeah. getting a chance to talk to people about the game and how they found it and um, it's been an absolute blast, but, uh, but yeah, the equipment stuff I've never really been like, it's funny. Um, like I, I do love the equipment side of it and it's Mm -hmm. really fun to learn that kind of thing. And, um, Bill has been very good, uh, teaching about different golf shafts and why they matter and that kind of stuff. And, um, so that's kind of new, but then the other piece of it, which we, I know we're going to talk about later, but, um, the golf course Mm -hmm. design of it too, is really sort of, uh, you know, piqued my interest as of late
1: you know, the golf origins podcast that you mentioned is something that would it be fair to say it's kind of like this labor of love for you? I mean, where did the idea come mm. from? It's, it's such a fantastic show.
0: Yeah. So it's, I I've said it more than once on the show is that, um, at the end of the day, that podcast is a very selfish endeavor. Mm. Um, and that's really what it was born. So I was going, I started a website in January, dot mm-hmm. Um, and, I was going to to kick off the website, writing my golf origin story. I just turned, uh, I just hit my 10th anniversary of golf. So I started later, you know, around 30 ish years old Mm -hmm. and um, I was going to write it. And I thought, you know, I bet other people have really cool golf origin stories about how they fell in love with golf and why they loved it and how that, that love has changed. And, and, um, and so that was it. Episode one was my story uh verbally instead of uh, written and then it just went from there. It's been and you've great. Had,
1: you've had quite a few guests on, but I gotta ask, you know, the first the first episode especially, I've done solo shows and they are not easy to do. No. <laughs> I mean how how was that experience for you? It was
0: weird. You know, I've I can um I haven't gone back and listened to many of the earlier shows, but um, you know, it's not a com- you know, speaking into the ether <laughs> is a weird thing, man. Like you don't know, yeah. you don't know who's gonna hear it. Um, you know, you don't know how it's going to come out. You know, you, I, I produced the, the podcast myself, so I really had to learn how to make it sound better, mm-hmm. uh, all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's been interesting because as I've gotten more comfortable behind the microphone, quote unquote, behind the microphone, like the, the, uh, the episodes have gotten a little longer, I've gotten a little better at interviews. You know, there was a lot in the early days there. Thank goodness for some of the early guests, including Tom Coyne, who said, yes. I couldn't believe it. He was like, yeah. the, he was in inside the first 10 episodes I did. And I asked that guy to come on. He's like, sure. Like, oh God. Um, now I have to
1: but, actually do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right. This guy thinks I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's been, you know, just kind of a do learn do thing for a while. And, and yeah, so those, this, the episodes have sort of matured over time and I've gotten a little better admittedly.
1: What have been some of the I don't know, maybe themes or things that you've heard from the people you've had on your show that uh, everyone shares. Like I, I know I've been on your show very early on.
0: Yeah, and, yeah, you're you know, one of the early guests. God bless you too. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: you, 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 I mean, you do a really good job because you ask these probing questions. Because I feel almost as I'm listening to your shows, the guests get more comfortable. They yeah. open up. You kind of feel each other out. Yeah they open up and then ultimately everyone's kind of reaching that common ground. I mean, do you, do you kind of feel that too, when you go through it?
0: For sure. Yeah, for sure. And I, I try, um, I have a sort of formula that I've, that I've, um, sort of, I think it's not, I don't think it's my formula. I think there's a lot of people that do it. Um, but just kind of starting off with something sort of mundane and, you know, and, and getting them to talk a little bit, some people aren't as natural, Um, you know, they want to tell their story. They don't know how to, so you have to, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of prod a little bit. Um, and then eventually once they, anyone that, you know, you, I mean, ask anyone how they started playing golf and you're going to get 15 minutes minimum on how it happened. Right. I mean, it's, it's not that difficult of a show to pull off because I'm asking (laughs) questions that people love to, to answer, you know? So it's, um, but yeah, the, um, I think a lot of the commonalities, um, it's pretty interesting. So I don't know that they do it anymore. Sometimes I think, um, you know, parents used to drop their kids off at a golf course Mm -hmm. at seven in the morning with two bucks in their pockets for lunch and pick them up at five o'clock. Yep. And that's how a lot of people grew up, you know, on a golf course, it was their babysitter and it was something for them to do. And from that point, it was kind of a, you know, it was was game over. They had it. And, um, and that's kind of, I think even maybe the generation before us, um, in a lot of cases, that's what happened. There's a few, a few of us. I feel like that had you know experienced the same thing. Um, other, you know, it's really interesting because you you talk to some people and you would assume that we all found this game when we were kids, but mm-hmm. that's not really like I didn't. I don't think you did necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think um, you know from an age perspective, yes, like there are certainly some that were introduced to it by their dad. When they were six years old, and then there are others of us that just kind of found the game through their our own sort of, you know, path. And uh, it's mm. been fun to to hear those stories.
1: The the level of guests that you've had range everywhere from just normal people that you would run into on the street, all the way up to like Tom Coin you mentioned. And, and yeah, that, yeah, you no, know, it's it's so incredible to to hear the commonalities like you just described. And I have a friend actually that has helped out on, on golf unfiltered the exact scenario, you know, parents dropped him off. It was his babysitter, mm-hmm. Went every single day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is there, I guess I'm trying to think how I should ask this, but what is the plan with golf origin stories? I mean, cause I think, <laughs> you know, when I started this and I, and I, I kind of know where you're go, you're going to, how you're going to answer this cause I know you now, but I have no plan. With what, yeah. what golf and filter is gonna be.
0: Yeah. So it, I again with the um, you know, we talked about the lockdown golf Pat podcast, and after like 10 days in a row, uh, we were like, this was a huge mistake.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When I dedicate when I when I told myself I'm gonna do a weekly show, well, you know this a weekly podcast show mm-hmm. with a guest. That's not an easy thing to pull off. Really? That's you know, and I took two weeks off this year, um, where I didn't have any guests, but the whole time I was booking you know, you're putting, you're setting up a calendar and you're booking guests for, for the next. And I've almost got the year booked now. Um, and that's kind of like after, you know, after I get those, those episodes sort of in the can, I'll think about 2021. I would love to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I love doing it. It's, it's extremely rewarding to me. It's a blast. Um, it's even crazier that people are listening to it. It's just shocking, but, uh, and enjoying it, which is, you know, equally shocking, but, um, but yeah, I think, you know, um, maybe it'll be a little, a little tweak. Maybe I'll do it. Um, you know, there's this idea that once you let yourself not do something, um, you know, if I, if I dedicate myself, I'm going to say, I'm going to do this every week, right. Once a week, I'm going to have an episode and once you let yourself one time not have that episode that week. And then the whole thing can fall, can fall apart. Right. Yeah, if you're yeah. not, you're it's, it's like just maintaining that discipline. Um, and so I'm very scared to not do it. When I took the two weeks off, I was like, don't let this thing slide, right? Because I really, mm-hmm. really wanted to do it and really wanted to keep doing it. So I hope to continue doing the show into 2021, and that's about as far out as I'll go. Mm-hmm. Because who knows? Maybe I'll just sell it to, like, THP, and then you can host it. <laughs> I can <laughs> walk away from it.
1: Trust me. I've, <laughs> I've got enough to handle. <laughs> <laughs> to this. No, but uh, I do
0: love doing it. So it's going to be tough to uh, to not do it after, you know, I'm on – episode, whatever it is, 48 or something like, mm. um, I just really, I've enjoyed doing it. And, um, I would genuinely honest to God, I would miss, uh, talking to other people about their experience in golf. I, I find them, I find each and every story. A lot of people will say, you know, um, oh, my story is not that interesting, blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, what it comes down to is that there are people out there that can relate to your Boring story, quote unquote. Boring story, right? And they can find something. I, mean, I had two guys that no one's ever heard of that were friends of mine from Iowa on the show last week, and it was one of the most popular episodes I've released. And that includes Tom Coyne and hmm. David McClay Kid. And these, I mean, they're it's just a Midwestern dude, you know, these Midwestern dudes that I really liked. I met them this year uh, on a golf trip to Wisconsin, and uh, and they were immensely entertaining on the golf course. They were a little <laughs> mellow on the podcast, which I was a little disappointed on, but that's okay. But but yeah, I mean, it's just like these stories are, everyone can relate to those stories. It's really cool. And, and the, you know, the Iowa, the Iowa guys, um, it was a father and son that came on the show together and the son told his origin story. And then I had the father tell the son's origin story to see if they aligned as they, you know, as, as they remembered. And then, um, you know, the son had never heard his dad's golf origin story. So we got to kind of got to listen to it together. So, just, uh, it's fun stuff.
1: You know, the uh, hearing stuff like that is just so awesome. You know, I so we talk a lot about equipment, as you know, on, on this show. But I mm-hmm. always like to get back to kind of what you just described. You know, this is really one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show, uh, among other reasons, which we'll get to here in a second. But it's really great to just be able, like you and I met. Yeah. At, I think over Twitter. and For sure. You yep. know, and, and uh, we've got so much in common, not yeah. just, you know, the game of golf, but you know, uh, genuinely enjoy each other's company, genuinely, you know, put up with Bill. That's <laughs> true. And it's just one of those things where, you know, we found this space where we can continue to do this thing. And so congratulations on Golf Origin Stories, my exactly. man. It's a fantastic show. Keep it going. Keep it fun. I think, you know, that unsolicited advice that I'll give you, keep yeah. it fun for yourself.
0: Yeah. Um, yes, it's true. I, I've i told myself that once, once this becomes a, a burden, it's... It's time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I have the same sure. thing.
1: Same thing for me. Yeah. So you and I actually, uh, we I've said a couple times, we've had the chance to play some, some golf recently. Uh We actually yeah. twice over the last like four days, you and I. I know. Uh, look at us. Awesome. Uh, look <laughs> at that, us. What's that meme? <laughs> hey, look at us. <laughs> um, but yesterday, a mutual friend of ours, Chris Campbell, uh, teamed up with us and we were able to go out to just a magnificent golf course in scotland oh. country club i mean yeah am i underselling it by saying it's probably one of the best courses at least that i've ever been on
0: so yeah so here here's what i'll tell you and i i, I feel like uh i want to publicly state that i'm forever in debt to chris campbell after <laughs> he got us on that golf course so um i know you haven't been up to la sonia Mm-mm. but you have played um ravislow I have. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So just for a minute, everyone, we're going to get into a little architecture nerdery here real quick. Uh, I'll try to make it as painless as possible, but um, because this is an equipment show. Hey, it's, gonna, a, it's a your <laughs> show. You're right. Okay. All <laughs> right. So Ravislow was designed by Donald Ross, mm-hmm. right here. And in, in Donald Ross has a, has a plethora of golf courses, not just here in Chicago, but, you know, all, all over the world. But he's very known. He, he's done a lot of stuff over here. Um, And Donald Ross is known for just using the land as it is. He doesn't push a lot of dirt around. He takes a a plot of land and he uses what's given to him um, and creates sort of a challenging golf course. Right. Mm -hmm. So obviously Chris Campbell is a really good golfer Mm -hmm. and uh, and we're okay golfers. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Is that fair? That's fair. Nevertheless, we both had our struggles on that golf course. It wasn't like, you know. Chris Campbell could just bowl over it, and the other the other thing, and then I asked about Lasonias is because Lasonia was designed um, partly designed by William Langford, and William Langford was one of the first to use the steam shovel, and he did push a lot of dirt around, and when he did push dirt around, he would build greens up, right, right, like what we saw at Skokie, mm-hmm. and so and which was just beautiful. I mean these these squared off, you know, front to back greens that were pushed up um and uh and just elevated just enough to make you think through the shot and and um you couldn't really uh you know it was really hard you had to hit a, if you wanted to really go pin seeking and you had to hit a good shot yeah i mean you, you really had to hit a good shot um and so you had this combination this super rare combination of both donald ross and uh william langford that have touched a golf course and it's just it was it's probably i'll give you a, a, a quick so this year i had a i had a an incredible golf course year. I played Lasonia Sonia Links mm-hmm. um, a couple times. I played Euridge and Madison. I got up to Sand Valley and played both Sand Valley and Madison, um, uh, not Madison, uh, Mammoth Dunes. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think and I played um, Flossmoor Country Club, which is another private club. I just had I got a I got really lucky this year and was able to do that stuff. Um, and Skokie Country Club may have taken the cake oh, across wow. the board. And and I don't give me I love mammoth dunes i thought mammoth dunes was an absolute blast of a golf course um and it again it was the same kind of thing where it's everyone talks about david mcclay kids with off the tee and even at skokie you could make mistakes at skokie you could believe me i tried i did yeah Yeah, but, uh, but but you but and but there's still there are lines on that on those golf courses that define like here's the good shot you can hit it all over the place but this is a good shot um but yeah, Skokie Country Club is just a special, special place. I mean, not only architecturally speaking, but this is where um, you had the or nineteen twenty two U.S. Open mm-hmm. um, that Gene Sar- Saracen won, uh, and he had that. There's a plaque on the eighteenth hole that said, you know, he parted that was the hardest hole of the day, probably for us. Yeah, um, he parted the hole for the win. Um, you know, the nineteen oh nine Western Open was there. I mean, just the history too that's involved in that course is is fantastic. So. Yeah. I don't think you're underselling it at all. Um, I think it's, it's probably the best golf course that I've ever, ever experienced. Um, yeah, I, I really, really, I still am thinking about it. I love the place and, mm-hmm. uh, and I doubt, well, I'll be able to get back on it. And it makes me a little sad because I would love another shot at it. Cause it's just so great. Um, but I'm, I'm super thankful that we were able to get on there. So thank you all again, right. Chris Campbell.
1: Yes, yes, many thanks to him, and, and you no, know, I gotta say, uh I agree with, so I'm not a big architectural guy like i I don't mm-hmm. I don't get into it i I appreciate it, sure, uh, yeah. for all the reasons that you just described, yeah, um, this was probably one of the first times, and maybe it's because I've paid a little bit attention to like you know social media and things that you know people sure. are talking about, yeah, some uh, of it soaks you, in accidentally a little bit, sure, yeah, a little bit, and yeah. this is the first time I've been on a golf course. And so, oh, that's what that is.
0: Yeah, that totally. It's like a. It's it, you know, if you wanted to take a. Uh, God, that's so true. What a great point. That so, if you wanted to take like an architecture one hundred and one, or or what it. You know, people talk about. Um, you know, like different architects will invent a hazard. You know, like a force mm-hmm. carry or something like that, or or whatever it may be. They'll they'll create something that doesn't look super natural, right? And meanwhile, you have these, these Donald Ross and these uh, William Lankford courses that, you know, even just the, the landscape is a hazard in some cases, they just routed the course so that you'd have to play through some, uh, you know, some undulation or you'd have to hit it. You know, if you wanted to get a shot at a par five, you would have to hit um, kind of a, a, a shot that would ricochet, you know, off a down slope if you want to get a kick and, and that kind of stuff. And, and that all those things are there. And then you've got your green complexes, which are just classic, you know, green complexes that are, again, they're built up and you've got those deep bunkers on each side. And if you go long, you're going to roll off that Hill. If you go short, it's going to come back, you know, you're going to have to be uh, chipping or putting again. So yeah, that it really is true that that really is just a, uh, if you want to learn about architecture, you can go and just look, just walk Skokie country club. And it's, a lot of it is there. I mean, which makes sense, right? Cause it's a golf course that was built in 1904 or whatever it was, you know, right. it's one of those old ones. So
1: yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got all the, the charisma. It's got all the, um, just the, what you would expect from an older course that, mm-hmm. you know, withstood the test of time, you know, not to get all cliche, but I mean, th- I think the game of golf will do quite fine at this golf course for another hundred years.
0: <laughs> you <laughs> no can literally
1: yeah. see the game, of, no matter what happens. Yeah. You know, there was everything from now, granted we played yesterday and it was very windy. I mean, it was sure. yeah. 25 <laughs> mile an hour winds at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, regardless of what we had in our bag, whatever equipment, whatever hybrids, golf balls, whatever, we still struggled around there. Sure. And and, and loved every moment of it. Absolutely. It
0: was, Absolutely, I told. I think I told Chris at one point. Um, I thanked him again. I'm, I'm sure I was so annoying um when we were playing because I just kept saying thank you. But like, I just told him straight up, like, I'm so happy right now. I'm just <laughs> so happy right now. No, I think it might have been. Granted, it might have been after the birdie on six. But even still, it wasn't just because of the birdie.
1: Yeah, that was a pretty damn good birdie. <laughs> I will say that. Yeah, I didn't have one all day, but you guys definitely. Both well,
0: Campbell is sinking putts from like 30 feet out. I man, know. I know needs- greens like yeah. for birdie. Like, come on
1: that just reminded me I'm going to have to give him a call and a little bit of a talking to I think for doing uh, that
0: I forgot to ask him if he was um contractually obligated to wear all blue
1: yeah he did, but- <laughs> he, did. he got the you know he had, he had the uh the brand name on there too oh that. yeah for sure for sure no what's yeah,
0: funny, great time
1: yeah definitely what's funny is that a course like that and you know listeners you can follow Chris uh all over social media and we'll get into you know at sure. Chris McEwen for example and um you know, just the pictures, the, the, the pictures you can take, uh, which is something that everyone does nowadays, of course, with your smartphones. And of course the cameras on these things are ridiculous. I mean, sure. you're, you're a professional photographer. I mean, I think. Is, I that, am? Here
0: today? is that true?
1: No, I don't. You tell me, I, I suppose, mean, you're pretty
0: darn good at it. I suppose you could, you could say that
1: some people have said that. Well, well <laughs> you've received compensation for your talent. It's true. That right. probably makes you a pro. Right. And you know, so it's not only photography, it's also you know, you do a lot of video, you do yeah. all the multimedia. You've helped out the folks over at the Hackers Paradise with uh, a commercial or a montage or a teaser, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, a lot of fun. Um Skokie is uh, I mean, to my eye, it was incredible. It mm. was just like you were walking through a painting.
0: Yeah, honest to God. I think Chris said it too when we were walking off. Like, imagine this place in the summer.
1: Oh, yeah, like it just
0: has to be. Gorgeous. I mean, yeah. And we're in, it was middle or early November here and we're out there, you know, for some reason in shorts and a polo, uh, cause it was so warm, but, uh,
1: reasonably warm in Chicago. Yeah.
0: Crazy Mm -hmm. warm. But, um, but yeah, even then still, it was just absolutely beautiful. Just so perfect.
1: Just so so perfect. It was, it really was. And I'm I'm sure you and I are going to be talking about it for for a long time i mean I, for me that was the last round i think for the year yeah, um, yeah. If if we catch a mild december day maybe yeah you know, I'll, I'll sneak out somewhere but god only knows what's going to happen with you know with the world that we live in right now <laughs> but <laughs> what's um, really
0: funny is that like um you know these golf courses that stay in your head i never really experienced that um you know maybe i don't know if you had or not but like most i didn't have that sort of mind Mm -hmm. Um, like I know like some guys can remember every single shot of every single hole they've ever played on every single golf course. I can't, I can't do that. Um, but for very specific golf courses, those will stick. And I think Skokie is certainly one, like I could, I could almost walk you through my round, Mm -hmm. um, on Skokie or at least walk through, you know, the, the holes that I just really remember being significant, just visually and, uh, and architecturally significant. Right.
1: Yeah, it's funny, too, because you just made me think about walking through the course. And I don't know if I like this or not. But now when I when I stopped, when I got off the course yesterday, mm-hmm. I was convinced that I hated this aspect of the course because it just annoyed me so much throughout the day. But now <laughs> thinking about it, I'm like, no, I actually love the fact that there were no team markers. Oh, it's the best. There were no signs anywhere. That's like, the best. We didn't know where we were
0: going. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like a Scotland golf course. It's like, uh, there's also, we got to get you up like to, to some Wisconsin places or we, or let's go to the loop. Let's go to the forest oh, dunes. Yeah. Cause the loop doesn't have any either. Oh, really? Loop, they didn't have tee boxes. They just have a flag stuck in the ground to where you tee off from. Really? I didn't know. Yeah. That. It's fantastic. Oh my God. Yeah. Next year when we're all vaccinated and we can, it's safe to travel. <laughs> let's go to Michigan, man. And go play some golf. I mean, you, you love it.
1: Yeah. I am in. So yeah. when you walk onto a course like that being the professional photographer like yourself. <laughs> you know, I have heard that one of the things that you don't necessarily want to do is take a picture of and this is me trying to talk like an amateur photographer here. You okay. don't want a picture of the normal thing you would look at like off the tee box. You want to yeah. take a a, a a across the fairways or something. I mean, do you do you buy into that or what's your, your- I mean,
0: I think you take pictures of whatever you want to remember. Um, and, and that's, those pictures are ultimately, ultimately for you. Right. So, um, I, so if you go to my Instagram account, I just put, it's funny that you, you mentioned we were going to talk about this, but, um, Mm -hmm. I just posted probably five or six pictures, uh, from Skokie. Um, the majority of them are, I mean, granted, I wasn't there to take pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, I was there to play some golf, but you know, I got a camera, uh, and, um, but, uh, most of them are from a tee box. Um, some of them are from, you know, you want to capture, I don't know, you, I don't know how to explain Sometimes you just like see something like, this is a good picture. Right. Um, but there are rules to, you know, there's the rule of thirds and, Mm -hmm. and you try to do that sort of thing. And, and you try to have something in the foreground that gives, you know, some depth to the, to the, uh, God, everyone's going to be, everyone's just turned off this podcast. No, (laughs) no, they want to hear it. (laughs) But, But like, yeah, there are some fundamentals to, to photography where, I mean, I've taken a you. Everyone, I to me, everyone wants to see what you see off the tee, right? right? That is part of. That's a major part of the golf course, and that's a major part of golf course architecture. Um, you know, because architects will try to fool you, and they'll make they'll make it with which I think there was some of that at Skokie as well, where um, things look closer, things look farther, or you can't see beyond something, you're not really sure what's there, and. Um, and that kind of stuff. And so you want to, pr- you know, you want to produce that and show people like, this is what we saw. Um, but then yeah at the same time you do want to, um, there's, there's, a a natural sort of, uh, I don't know, humans see things in a certain way and feel, uh, feel a certain way. So when you, you know, you do it, people do it with color, you know, in movies all the time, they do it with color. Green is a very, Um, And so pictures will be tinted green to give you a sense of uh, urgency or it's actually a stressful color. Mm. Um, You know, blue is calming. So, you know, they'll use blues a lot of times, especially in golf course photography to to Mm. manipulate the pictures and things like that. But um, in terms of uh, just capturing an image without doing a bunch of finagling with it post-production yeah, you do want to catch foreground stuff and background stuff just to give yourself some layers and then, Boom, people pay you for them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. The
1: um five-step plan. That's right. That's <laughs> right. But I will
0: tell you this: if you really want to, if you really want to do it, if for those people and I think this applies to the podcast thing that we talked about, yep. just take a bunch of pictures. Like you'll learn. Like mm-hmm. you, and like look, it's just like anything else. Like I listened to a bunch of podcasts before I started mine. I looked at a bunch of photography and I looked at it, like tons of video. Um And you figure out like, this is a good picture because this, this, and this, and you break it down into those very small pieces. And then that's how you start to see picture. Like you start to see things before you even hold up a camera, like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is perfectly framed with this tree on the right and the flag on the the left third. I'm going to take this picture and there you go.
1: Well, and I like what you said there, because I remember there was the moment, I think it was walking off the second green to the third tee box the sun came through you know this is going to sound like <laughs> i don't know what it's going to sound like but the sun came through the clouds just enough to where i think we all three of us stopped and just said holy cow look at that yep and you 100% admit, if it makes you feel something yeah that's what you take a photo of
0: yeah that's it man cuz someone else is just like a podcast like having so and so on to tell their story mm-hmm. someone listening will be like Damn, man, that's I did that. I went through the same kind of thing, right? Like I found the game the same way, and the same thing with pictures. You know, you post a picture that um, that you think is uh is a good picture, and someone else will probably think so too. Yep. And at the end of the day, if no one else likes it, at least you captured it for yourself.
1: That's right. <laughs> that's right. Filters. What are you, what are your thoughts on filters? This is, and I'm I'm honestly asking because I, I go back and forth with that, and obviously, you know, people who follow both of us on social know that we try to try to do a nice mixture of different things, you know, yeah. and whatnot, but yeah, there seem to kind of just take something away from it. I mean, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Uh, I think so. I, well, I mean, it's, it's fine. Um, I think there's this, uh, who, how do I say this? There's this trend to make everything look matte, which is kind of that faded sort of look to everything. Right. Like everyone's mm-hmm. going, here's what everyone's doing on, on Instagram. Um, just so you know, guys, I'm going to I'm going to break through whatever you want to call it, the fourth wall or give you the behind the scenes. Everyone's ramping up the saturation. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you get these really robust kind of greens and reds and they're, they're ramping that stuff up. And then they're throwing a matte filter on it to give it that lower, like weird brown faded tint. Um, and that's sort of Instagram golf photography 101. Like right. everybody's doing that. Um, now that being said, of course, because everyone's doing that, you know what I'm doing <laughs> none of that. Right. Like, of course I'm going to play with the contrast and saturation a little bit just to balance the white balance it. But, um, you're not going to see much matte because it's go- It's a golf course you want. It, of course. I-, I don't know what, the, I don't know how this trend started. I don't know who did it, but everyone's kept caught on to it and is doing it now. But like, why would you want a golf course f- photo to be faded and look old? And I don't understand that. Um, just doesn't make either. sense to me.
1: You, you want it to, why would you want to make it look unnatural?
0: Yeah, I don't get that. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I mean, like if you want to do it once in a while, like I'll experiment with different colors and, and just kind of give something that's totally like, um, uh, like doesn't make any sense. Right. It, it's, it's completely abstract almost like those there's, there's purples involved or whatever. Um, you know, colors that don't belong in a golf course. I'll go and play around with that just because it's fun and it's cool. And you know, you can do it a hundred different ways and there's no real penalty to it. You have your original picture still. Right. Um, so I, I, I think that's kind of fun to do. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really understand this, uh, this whole, uh, fad right now, but maybe I, cause I'm an old guy and <laughs> I don't understand fads in general. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever do. I mean, it's, it's, it's a successful thing. It's just, <clears throat> I think people have just kind of, it used to be maybe three or four people that did it really, really well, um, and then everyone started doing it and, uh, Instagram makes it so easy to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of overdone now, but that's just my two cents on
1: that. And they're good ones. They're good to you. There's a man. <laughs> that talked about there, folks. I mean, you know, it's, it's funny too, Chris, and you know, we're right up against the clock here, but, uh, once again, folks, I'm, list, I'm talking with, uh, my friend, Chris McEwen, uh, you can follow him all over social media at Chris McEwen. Do I have that right? I just, it is at Chris McEwen, yeah. uh, Chris with a K. That's right. Well. K R I S. That's right. And um, be sure to go out and subscribe. Golf Origin Stories. Go out and watch That Range Life.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I say it. I, I say it. I haven't said it on an episode lately of uh, Golf Origin Stories. But um, I really mean it. And I've had people do it. Um, if you want to tell your story, tell me. Tell me that you want to come on and tell the story. And I'll have you on to tell your story. And if 10 people listen to it, I don't care. Uh, because it'll be your voice and your story um, for eternity. And so anyone in your family could listen to it later on or whatever, it's going to be there. So, um, I genuinely, genuinely mean that. Um, if you want
1: to tell your story, please reach out. He does mean that because he had me on the show and that <laughs> no, purpose, no reason. <laughs> uh, but no, honestly, folks, you know, Chris is a great guy. Be out, uh, be sure to check him out on, uh, Spotify, Apple podcasts, anywhere you can find podcasts on golf origin stories. Um, I guest that you are trying to get, and I don't want you to give anything away because you may have already booked this person. I don't know. Okay. Is there someone that is like, even you've not even written it down anywhere, but the pinnacle of who you want to get on to hear their story. And I'd imagine it might not even be from the golf world. I mean, is any better?
0: Oh my God. I wish anyone from Pearl Jam, even close, even closely associated in any single way was a golfer so I could have them on the show. Actually, I have, we have a, I've talked to you about some a YouTuber that I really want to get on. I have to, mm-hmm. I have to send, I haven't sent him a note. I need to get him on because um, then he and I could really nerd out on Pearl jam. And uh, that would be fun. Nice. <laughs> but I have just to give you guys, you really want to know, I know we're we're running out of time, but That's uh, right. you asked me about the names that I have. I have a board that I've written targets. I've, I've names on the board Um that I look at every day, and I say, "How can I work towards getting those people on my show?"
1: That's awesome. Almost yeah. like a vision board.
0: Yeah, it's um, it basically is a. I mean, it's yeah, it basically is a vision board. It's uh, what it, my my kids kind of introduced it to me because they're uh, they're college kids, so they're into that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. It's a manifestation board. Is what it's oh, technically okay. called. So you write something on a whiteboard. And I have specific things on there, including names of people I want on, and you can't avoid it. You look at it every day. Mm -hmm. and uh and you do something every day towards those manifestations
1: okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna buy a whiteboard (laughs) that's what i gotta do (laughs) step one
0: buy a whiteboard buy
1: the whiteboard so folks i don't know if you know a little pulling back the curtain here too i'm gonna have you on more often chris because i love talking like about this just about the way that we make things happen so we're on Streamyard right now which is basically kind of like zoom or skype and so we're looking at each other we're not we're just recording the audio but behind me i've got just this bare wall that i do have some of pictures of golf courses that I've not been to <laughs> that I found at an estate sale. And I was thinking like, you know, it would probably be better if I actually had a visual back there of things that not only I will want to accomplish, but even think, you know, people I've spoken to sure speakers that I receive from, you know, that type of thing. So yeah. maybe I'll manifest that onto uh there you my, go,
0: man. Here. It's, I'm telling you, I, it sounds real sort of like whatever. I don't know. There's all kinds, I'm sure all the listeners have words for it that they can describe. Um, but I personally, uh, have enjoyed having it, uh, in my kind of just visual. It's like right there. Boom. Matter of fact, I have one, I can cross not a person, but I had another manifestation around videos for golf courses that I can cross off.
1: That's awesome.
0: What's that? Skokie country club on there. No, these are, these are like, uh, uh, well, I should do, Oh God, do I want to make a list of golf courses? I want oh, to play. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are golf course. These are golf course, uh, contracts for me to shoot video for. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah so these are, I had a, I had a, a manifestation to do, to have for beginning of 2021, have five golf course contracts and I've got them. Good for you, man. So the next one on the list is Alfonso
1: Ribeiro. To oh, get onto my. the show. <laughs> Please get <laughs> him on.
0: Right? I mean, he'd be great. So.
1: Dude, oh my God. I might have to come to your apartment or wherever and just sit and just listen. <laughs> and just <laughs> listen to you record it. All right, folks. Yeah. Well, that's my buddy, Chris McEwen. You can find him all over social media at Chris McEwen. It's Chris with a K. It's true. Uh, and uh, Golf Origin Stories, that range life with our friend Bill, if you could put up with them, be sure to uh, <laughs> listen to that as well. Chris, I really appreciate it, man. We'll do this again soon. Yeah, this has been fun. Thanks, Adam.